I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 568 of the Handgun World Podcast, a practical show done by a practical guy, which is me. Today is Sunday, October 17th, 2021. This is episode 568. Thank you for tuning in. So this week, I'm going to talk about why small guns are important, and I'm also going to talk about vaccine cards. Now, this is not going to be a political show, uh, but I am just going to talk about what actually happened to me recently, and I'm going to talk about some small guns and why I think small guns are important, very important. I'm going to define what small guns are and why I think they're important, and then I got a personal story. If you are a survivalist and you need to start preparing for things This incident that I'm going to talk about is probably something that you might want to get ready for. I'm just putting that out there. That's all. If you're a modern survivalist, you know, a no tinfoil hat kind of person. I I don't go tinfoil hat on you. This show is not about that. And as you know, I talk a lot about guns, but every once in a while I talk about modern survival and how it applies to our lives today and so this week is going to be one of those this show is brought to you by keep keepers concealment i believe that they are the leading authorities on appendix carry these guys know what they're doing keepers concealment their their holsters are unbelievable spencer keepers does incredible classes he is i've watched him i've i've taken two of his classes i've watched him teach the art of carrying appendix it is an art and you should check him out keepersconcealment.com keepersconcealment.com and they are also a member of ccw safe they're an affiliate legal protection concealed carriers need and you get 10 percent discount by using kc10 off kc 10 off and if you email them and you want to order some of their holsters and things like that tell them bob main from handgun world podcast sent you and uh no guarantees but i bet you they're going to give you something extra special if you do that check them out so let's talk about small guns i've done programs about mouse guns before but i'm going to talk a little bit more about them now because i think it's worth it small guns often get overlooked now when i say small guns i mean things like snub nose pocket sized revolvers little semi-automatic guns that are probably no bigger than the palm of your hand like ruger lcps and c camp guns let's see what else is out there even the little sig p238 in 380 that thing's small, not much bigger than your hand. 1911 style. Little guns like that. They have bad sight radius. Most of the time they don't have good sights, although there's some new ones out there that do. And I'm going to talk about that. And they're usually difficult to shoot. But you know what? They are very often carried 
by people, and it is very likely the only gun that you're going to have with you at the time. I've even known people that have carried little 22 Magnums. I've even known them to carry little 22 revolvers. I mean, I don't suggest that, but I have known people that do that. Now, recently, there have been some tiny guns come out, like the Ruger LCP Max. That's got terrific sights, and I think it's 10-round capacity out of the box, and I believe you can get 12 or 13-round magazines for it. The SIG P365s are real small. Some people, when using the Flush Fit magazine, will pocket carry that thing. There's 10 rounds, plus one in the chamber. How about Car Arms PM9? Kind of a gun that doesn't get talked about much anymore today. But those are great little pocket guns. But they're just not easy to shoot. They recoil a lot. They generally don't have good sights. Now, one thing about Car Arms PM9s or CM9s, any of those little pocket sights, they do have good sights. And they're quality little guns. they got long double action triggers. But you know what? It's a better trigger than a revolver double action. A double action only revolver. Most of those revolvers are not very good trigger presses. Um, the Smith & Wesson 642 Performance Center. I've got one of those. Those are good. Real good. They're still long double action triggers. The 38 Special Ruger. The LCR. Those are... Pretty decent triggers, although you know what? I recently had somebody ask me, hey Bob, I'm getting a gun for my wife and I'm considering either getting an LCR or do you have any other recommendations? Now, first of all, when somebody says to me, I'm buying a gun for my wife, I really wish that they wouldn't do that. I really wish that they would let their wife buy the gun and go with her. And if you want to pay for it, fine, then you pay for it. That's a good thing. But let her pick it out. I would not suggest, guys, that you go buy a wife. Buy a wife. <laughs> Excuse me. What a slip of the tongue there. Buy a gun. <laughs> I would not suggest that you go buy a gun for your wife and bring it home and say, hey, sweetie, here you go. Look at this. Here's a present that I got for you. Because what if she doesn't like the gun? then she might be a little annoyed that you went out and spent the money on something she does not like. Go with her. Okay? If it's a surprise and you want to try to make it a surprise, wait until the day of the surprise comes. I don't know if you want to write up some kind of gift certificate or if you want to go to a gun shop and buy a gift card or whatever and give it to her and say, sweetie, I want to purchase a gun for you and I want you to pick it out. I think that's a better idea, don't you? So anyway, this guy called me. He was referred by a family member of mine. And he called me up and he said, what do you think about the LCR? I said, do you have anything else in mind? I said, have you ever considered any others? And he said, well, no, I really haven't. I really haven't. He said, the LCR is simple and easy to use. And I said to him, I said, why don't you check out a Smith & Wesson M&P shield. And he said, well, I've had her shoot some guns and she can't really rack the slide too much. And I said, why don't you check out the Smith & Wesson EZ series? Now, those are also small guns too. The EZ, like the EZ 380 and the EZ 9mm Smith & Wesson shield. Well, he took her 
And she tried out a Smith & Wesson Easy 380 and absolutely loved it. And so he said to me through a family member of mine that she was thrilled. Thrilled with the purchase and enjoyed using it. I don't think she would have liked the Ruger LCR as much as she liked the Smith & Wesson Easy 380. Now, I'm not putting down Ruger LCRs, so please don't send me a bunch of hate, hate mail and say, Bob, you're a, you're a Ruger LCR revolver hater. No, I'm not. I'm not. They're fantastic guns. But those are generally not guns for somebody new to guns, new to shooting, or somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of experience because they're just not easy to shoot. You know what happens is when you use a small gun, and you can't make a hit with it, you get frustrated. Then you don't want to practice with it, right? It's not very much fun. How much fun is it to go there and shoot something that has a lot of recoil, makes a lot of noise, and you can't hit anything? How much fun is that? Nobody's going to have any fun. Shooting needs to be fun. Would you agree? It's got to be fun. So I'm sure she enjoyed the Smith & Wesson Shield EZ. So these small guns are important because they're very concealable. It's most likely going to be what you have with you. Uh, even the little Ruger LCPs, the first version, the ripoffs of the Keltec P380. Again, I'm not a Ruger hater. I'm just I'm telling truth, folks. I'm a I'm a truth person. Ruger ripped off almost the same gun as the Keltec P380. However, the Ruger LCP became one of, if not the most popular selling gun for many, many years in the United States. And they're good quality guns. Now, to Ruger's credit, the LCP-2, which I happen to have, and I, and I carry occasionally, and the LCP Max are great guns. They're good, tiny, small guns. But it seems like firearms, semi-automatics in particular, they're getting smaller, they're getting better, they have better sights. They have better trigger pulls. And even the revolvers out there seem to be improving a little bit. Now, I really think the Smith & Wesson 642 Performance Center model is a fine, fine revolver. So is the regular 642s. But I just would not put them in the hands in, of a beginner. I would not suggest that somebody start with that, and I had a guy one time back when I was teaching the Texas License to Carry class. He came through my class, and he had a Taurus, I think it was a Taurus Model 85 revolver, 38 Special. He had never shot it. Um, he had shot revolvers similar to it, so he told me. And he'd shot a couple of semi-automatics, but he had never shot that particular Taurus revolver. He actually did fairly well because he was a big guy. 6'2", he had relatively large hands. You know, he was, a, he was a big, strong guy. And he managed it. But a lot of new shooters, if they're not a big, strong person, if they don't have a lot of hand strength, if they don't have a lot of coordination, if they may have a disability that's holding them back, that's most likely not going to be a real good small gun. But it is important because if that's all you have, then, then that's a good gun at the time. And he told me, he said, that's all he owned 
at the time. And I think that's probably all he planned to own at the time. So guess what? His Taurus 38 Special Revolver, that was an important gun because that's what he had. And a lot of people, that's all they have are the small guns. So if that's you, if you're listening, my strong suggestion is you need to go practice with the small gun. And when I say practice, I don't mean if you got a little revolver, I don't mean throw five rounds in it, fire the entire cylinder, and then, okay, now you're done. I, I would say 50 to 100 rounds of practice. That's a couple of boxes of ammo. And, and see how you like that gun. And there's nothing wrong with admitting if you don't like a small gun, sell it off or trade it and get something that you like. Try something first. If you know somebody that has a small gun, ask them if you could borrow it. Offer to take them out to lunch or something before or after your range session. Ask them to borrow their gun. You'll also be surprised a lot of public ranges, they have pretty decent rental gun counters. And you can rent one of those little tiny guns. But I think they're very important. You can you can rent them out before and shoot them before you buy them. I, I think they're very important guns because sometimes they're carried as a backup gun. Sometimes people do carry those as a primary weapon. There have been times in the past where I was only carrying my car PM9. That's it. Or sometimes today, all I'm carrying is my P365 XL and an extra magazine. Now, the P365 XL, I would say, is kind of a medium-sized gun. It's not a little tiny mouse gun. It's a medium-sized gun. And it can serve pretty well as your primary carry because 12 rounds out of the box, you can buy 15-round magazines for it. Hey, Glock 43Xs, for example. Same thing. You can now buy 15-round magazines that work very well. The Shield uh, S15 magazines. If you check out my YouTube channel, I did a review on the Shield S15 magazines. The Glock 43, the regular, the first version, the Glock 43. Excellent little small gun. Glock 42s. You know what? I absolutely am a huge fan of my Glock 42. It's an, an incredible gun. Uh, yeah, it's only 380, but guess what? There's some good 380 ammo. And it's like 6 plus 1 or 7 plus 1 out of the box. And I found some 8-round magazines that work very well for it. Aftermarket magazines, but I tested them, and they work very well. And so it's like an 8-round plus 1 in the chamber. It's a 9-round little tiny gun. Glock 42s can be pocket-carried pretty well. Always use a pocket holster. So there have been times where that's all I was carrying. Not most of the time. Most of the time, it's a SIG P365XL or it's my Shadow Systems MR920. Used to be a Glock 19, my primary carry weapon for a long time. What's a Shadow Systems MR920? I think it's just a fancy Glock 19, a real fancy Glock 19. I had the opportunity to get one, so I did. And then I got its big brother, the dr 920, which is a real fancy Glock 17. They're both fantastic guns. I'm going to get around to doing a YouTube video pretty soon on those two guns. I know lots of other people have done them, but I'm going to put my version on that video, and I'm going to 
kind of give my own opinions. But I want to have a thousand round trigger, trigger job on both these guns. I want to give them both a thousand round trigger job. I've given the MR920 a thousand round trigger job, but I've only given my DR920 about a 450 round trigger job. So I want to shoot them a thousand rounds first, and then I'm going to review them on YouTube, and I'll do a thousand round review on both of those. But back to small guns. So guns like P365s, the regular version, Glock 42s, LCP Max, guns like that, 642 revolvers, or any other small revolver out there, they're, sm they're important, important guns. Uh, I don't suggest that you make those your primary carry. If you can carry something more substantial, please do. More substantial guns are easier to shoot. They give you more capacity. They're going to enable you to be more accurate. But you know what? I understand life. And I understand that sometimes life only allows us to carry the small little guns. So when life only allows you to carry the small gun, then that's what you have to go to. And that's what you have to use. And that's what you're going to be relying on. So you really need to dedicate yourself to stocking up on ammo for that little gun, practicing with that little gun. I've had people bring those little tiny guns to the classes that I've taught. I've seen them bring those little guns to competition matches. The competition match that I like to shoot here in San Antonio, Texas, where I live, they have what's called a short course. And the short course is for people that bring the little bug guns, the little backup guns that I'm talking about. And so if there's a competition stage that's normally 18 rounds or 19 or 20 rounds, the short course might only be 9 or 10 rounds or even 8 rounds. And I think that's pretty good. I think that's good. It's a really good idea for people that have the little backup guns. Um, competition leagues like IDPA, they have a backup gun category. Uh, take those little guns to a training class. Make sure you got plenty of magazines. Make sure you got a holster for it, a magazine carrier, and, and take those to training class because you need to be proficient with them. They have short sight radiuses, which means they're harder to shoot. They have normally these small little guns. Normally they don't have trigger pulls like the bigger guns do. Many of these small guns are really difficult to put a red dot. Some of them are impossible. You can't put a red dot on them. And a lot of people are moving to red dot sighted guns. I actually should call them I actually should call them carry optics because they are now green dots as well as red dots. So it's hard to put an optic on some of these little guns. And even when you do, it doesn't give you that much of an advantage versus a more substantial gun because you can also put an optic on a more substantial gun like a Glock 19, like an M&P 9, like a 1911, for example, like a CZP-07, like an H&K compact gun. There's all kinds of them out there, like the SIG P365 or the SIG P320X compacts. I mean, there's so many nice, substantial guns out there. I understand sometimes we can't carry those, though. And there are occasions where I may have to make some business calls and I have to tuck in my shirt and I got to wear khakis and my Ruger LCP2 or my CAR P380 goes into a pocket holster and it goes into one of my 
pockets. Sometimes that's all I can get away with carrying. So when that's the case, that is a very important gun, right? And I have practiced with those guns. Ben Branham and I did a review if you go to ModernHandGunners.com, ModernHandGunners.com, you can also find it on my YouTube channel. You can search Handgun World on YouTube. We did a review of the Glock 42 and the Ruger LCP2 and the Car P380, so you can check those out as well. And speaking of videos, please remember to join the Shooters Club. I only have two sponsors on this show, folks, and you know what? I need more support because I need to keep this thing going. There are expenses. My time is worth money. I think the information that I bring to you hopefully is helpful. So if if you find that this show helps you, please consider supporting. You can become a Patreon member for only $3 a month. You can go to my Patreon page and you can sign up. You find links in the show notes for that. You can become a Shooters Club member and get over 90 customized podcasts. 90 for $8 a month. And I think I got about 15 or 16, maybe 17 episodes on my Patreon page for as little as $3 a month. So support me if you can, folks. It would it would mean a lot to me. I always welcome feedback also at handgunworld at gmail.com. But don't forget about your small guns. Your small guns are very important and sometimes they may save your life because that's all that you've got. I'd like to hear your comments on small guns. What, what do you think is the importance of a small gun? How do you rank your small gun in terms of importance for what you carry? Uh, I got a voicemail, 210-646-1727. Email me, handgunworld at gmail.com. If you send me a good, solid email with good feedback, I may talk about it on the next episode or something like that. Okay, time to shift gears. Modern survivalism here. And I guess it's not really a survival tip, but it is in the sense that I want to make you aware of something and where we're headed, where we're headed right now as a society i had to take a business trip last week to new orleans louisiana while i was in new orleans i got in there at night somewhere around 8 9 o'clock at night stayed in the french quarter because i had a couple of business calls pretty decent business calls in the new orleans french quarter i go there often on business and the next morning i got a surprise i my boss and i, I was with my boss and we went to a nice restaurant. Well, we went to, I, I shouldn't say a nice restaurant. We went to a local restaurant in the French Quarter that most of the tourists don't know about. Usually it's, it's local people there that go to it. I'm not going to name the name of the restaurant right now because I don't think it's right to do that. But we got a surprise. We walked in there and they asked for our vaccine cards. That's right. In order to eat there they said that they had to see our vaccine cards. Now, the mayor of New Orleans, LaToya Cantrell, I believe is her name, recently, I don't know how she got away with it or how any of these places are getting away with it, but she mandated advanced vaccine cards for most restaurants in the city of New Orleans. So you got to show your card. Papers, please. Can we see your papers, please? 
It's kind of what it reminded me of. So I was denied service. I was denied service. I could not eat in the restaurant. So they had to put a table outside the restaurant on the sidewalk for my boss and I to sit there and eat breakfast. And if I had not been with my boss, I would have walked out and I would have taken an Uber or something and gotten out of town and eaten outside the city in New Orleans because probably probably the other cities surrounding that area don't have the vaccine card mandate. I don't know. If some of you are from that area, let me know. Uh, if some of you live in New Orleans or in the New Orleans area, let me know if outside the city there's a vaccine mandate. I don't think so, but we're headed that way, folks, where you got to have vaccine cards. And I took the vaccine. I'll just go ahead and say that right now. I took the vaccine. I don't have any regrets taking it. I, you know, you guys know my medical history. I've talked about my medical history on this podcast. I'm a cancer survivor. My immune system is not normal. And so at the advice of my oncologist, at MD Anderson, and I think he's very, very capable, I took the vaccine because I believe that me and my immune system, we need all the help we can get. I, I need all the help I can get with that. And, and I want to be around here for a while and do a lot of podcasts for you guys. So I took it. Now, will I regret taking it later? I don't know. There's a lot of argument both ways on that. But I don't think I should have to show my card and prove that I took it. That's a decision. That's a personal decision I made between me and my doctor. And the public doesn't need to know about it. I mean, I'm telling you right now because I'm voluntarily telling you. I'm voluntarily telling you. But if I don't want to tell you, I should not have to tell you. And if I go to a restaurant, now I understand, I understand business rights, property, private property rights. I know a lot of you are saying, well, Bob, Bob, guess what? Private property rights, they prevail. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But this wasn't the restaurant telling me that I needed to show a vaccine card. It was the mayor of New Orleans telling the restaurant that I had to show my vaccine card. That's what I have a problem with. That's what I very much highly object to. I don't want a government official telling me that I have to show my vaccine card to do anything. Okay? That's the point. And if a restaurant wants to require that I show a vaccine card, they can go right ahead and I probably will not be eating at their restaurant. Again, I didn't want to walk out on my boss. So, I, we, we went ahead and we sat outside the restaurant and we ate our breakfast. And you know what's interesting? The, hosp- or the, the restaurant staff, they didn't show me their vaccine card. They wanted me to show mine. I didn't think about it at the time. I should have asked to see theirs. I didn't think about it. That just I was so teed off, actually. I was so angry with the whole thing that I forgot to ask them to show me their... Because if they don't want to eat in a restaurant with unvaccinated people, then why should I want to eat in a restaurant with unvaccinated people like the staff? Okay? So I think that if a restaurant or any business establishment, if they want to mandate vaccine cards, they should show you theirs as well. Because isn't that the whole point? If they don't want anybody in their establishment, if they don't want anybody to be there, that isn't vaccinated, then you should have the same right to see their vaccine cards just like they are asking for yours. And you know what? 
If that was part of the mandate, I'll bet you a lot of business establishments would not mandate the vaccine cards. Papers, please. Can I see your papers, please? And I think a lot of you know what I'm talking about. And that could be where we're headed, folks. If government is allowed to do this, how far are we going to let them go to start requiring all kinds of things? Right? They're wanting to investigate people's bank accounts if they withdraw more than $600. The IRS wants to do that. I mean, come on. How far is all this going to go? How far are, are mandates by government going to go? So if you are of any kind of a freedom-minded person, if you're a modern survival type of person, I think you should be, you should be concerned about this. Um, I wanted to tell you this story about what happened to me because it's something that I think that you should prepare for. Next time I go do business in New Orleans, I'm going to make sure I rent a car. And when I want to go eat, I'm going to drive out of the city. And I'm going to go to a place that does not mandate me showing a vaccine card. Or I'll go to a grocery store, I'll buy my own food, and I'll sit there and eat sandwiches and hard-boiled eggs or something in my hotel room. I'm not going to go back to that restaurant. And I tell you, it's a nice restaurant. It's a good restaurant. It really is. I've eaten there for years. I've been, I've been doing business in New Orleans over 10 years now. And I've eaten there for years. And it's sad. It's sad that I'm not going to go back because, because they have an out-of-control mayor that is literally infringing upon our rights. The government does not have a right to know our medical history, folks. They don't. They don't have a right to mandate that we show any kind of medical history. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I think that's a serious violation of anybody's freedom. Again, I'm not, this is not a Republican, Democrat, or Libertarian issue. It's not. I'm not trying to get political. I'm just saying that if you, if you like guns, if you like the Second Amendment, if you like the freedom, you probably also want other individual freedoms and you don't want to divulge your medical history. And showing a vaccine card, guess what that is? That's divulging your medical history. Mandated. Again, I have no problem if you want to voluntarily do it like I'm doing it right here on this podcast. Thousands of people now get to hear that I took the vaccine. But that's my choice to do that. It's my choice to tell all of you about it. I, I fought and beat cancer. It was my choice to tell you that. Okay? I lost, my first wife passed away because she had ALS. I voluntarily told you that just told you that again it's my choice and it needs to be my choice not the government's choice so what do you think about that um i don't want to start a political slugfest here i don't want to do that but i'd like to hear what you have to say you can email me handgunworld at gmail.com bob at handgunworld.com either one of those work fine they both go to the same place you can leave a voicemail 210-646-1727 drop me a voicemail if you do call the voicemail and you only want the comments to be heard by me and not people not the public you don't want me to put it on this podcast just tell me that 
before you start speaking. Otherwise, I probably will put your comments. And if you give me your name, I'm probably going to edit your name out of there because unless you give me permission to use it. Again, I'm all about you. I'm about you, your rights. If you give me permission, fine. I'm not going to violate your rights. And I'm not going to do anything I'm not going to spread anything about you, the listener, unless you say, hey, Bob, go ahead. For the listener's benefit, I want you to hear this. I want to talk about it. If any of you want to interview on this show and talk about this or any other topics, just let me know. Email me, handgunworld at gmail.com, and we will set up an interview. This is your show, not mine. It's yours. I'm just the mouthpiece here, okay? So I think that's all. I've given you a lot to think about. I'm just I'm all about freedoms. Most of you guys know I'm a I'm a Christian. I'm a man of faith. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And that's who I am. That's Bob Maine. You may agree with that. You might not agree with that. I hope you weren't offended that I just said that. We have religious freedom in the United States of America too, and I hope we keep that. And if you don't share my faith, it's okay. I'm not going to chastise you and I'm not going to say that you're a bad person because you don't share my faith or anything like that. Whether you share my faith or not, please listen to this program because this program is mostly about handguns and it's mostly about guns in general and modern survival, common sense preparedness. That's what this show is about. And people of all stripes, all colors can benefit from this, but you know, you know who I am. It's important that you know who is talking to you at this moment. Okay. With that said, I want to thank you for listening to another episode, 568. I want to keep going. I want to do many, many more episodes. So please support the show when you can. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and remember the loudest sound. A shooter hears is a bang when he's expecting a click or a click when he's expecting a bang. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. And please leave me a review if you can on iTunes. Talk to you later.